Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, good morning, good morning. So happy to be with you today. I really am. I'm back in the U.S. of A. And it's lovely to be here. It's been a long time, not since uh, early March have I been in the United States. So, yeah, it's quite a journey, and I'll be sharing about that on the show today. So without further delay, let us tune up, tune in. I invite you to join me and place your hand on your heart. Take a breath of love and gratitude as we open ourselves to share the unprecedented, unlimited love of God that is our true nature. We consciously attune to the highest and best. The greatest possibility of love is what we're calling forth. We're opening ourselves in great willingness to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, to recognize it in all its many forms of communication. So grateful to open ourselves to the higher Holy Spirit self, to choose to listen to this one voice. So grateful and so thankful to share the benefits of our awakening, our healing, our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful and so thankful to the willingness to know the truth that sets us free. In gratitude, we allow our healing to be. In gratitude, we let the expansion reveal itself in our activities, in our mind, in our heart, in our conversations, in our relationships, in our finances, in the health and healing of our body. Our whole life, we're putting it on the altar, and we're grateful to experience profound expansion and clarity. We're accepting the atonement for ourselves, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Hmm. Yeah, so happy to be with you. First thing, uh, <laughs> so I'm back. Um, so we're going to talk about this uh, week, why willingness is so key. And, of course, this is a theme in A Course of Miracles. Our little willingness is all that is required. And then later it t- t- tells us that it takes great willingness. So it takes willingness. And we're going to get into why that's so key. One of the things I'll just share about my own personal journey, uh, I'm going to share because I got a bunch of emails from people. I, I don't even remember, but I guess last week in the show, I said that I was homeless. Now, that's not a bad thing. And I'm homeless by choice. So not because I was turned out of my home or because I can't pay my rent. Uh, I... A few years ago, I really felt so strongly that I was just really, really feeling moved to get out of the city and not interested in being in the city anymore. I lived in Los Angeles for 20 years, lived in the same apartment, which I love, for 20 years. But I was really calling, being called to get outside of the city. I also, since 2012, have been called to travel more and more. And for various reasons, many reasons. And one of the reasons is to release attachments. Because when I'm traveling, I really notice what my attachments are. Do I have an attachment to having the same kind of tea every day or using the same kind of mug? Do I have an attachment to how the bathtub is or how the shower is? Do I have an attachment to the sounds and noises that are around me when I'm sleeping? Do I have an attachment to the kind of bed I sleep in, the kind of sheets I sleep on, the kind of coverings on the bed? 
the foods that I eat, when I eat, where I eat, all these different things. And so by traveling so much, I recognize all the attachments. And I also have come to see how many I have let go and which ones still have some pull for me. And do I have attachments to (laughs) all kinds of things come up? While I'm traveling. And so it's a chance to unhook. Now, many people in their day-to-day life, they go to great lengths to avoid getting triggered or noticing their attachments. They go to great lengths to mask their attachments, to hide them and drown them out. And believe me, I've tried everything. just about when it comes to all that stuff and so i'm very familiar i'm I'm having a human experience but i'm really interested in giving up all the attachments because what are attachments their opinions their judgments they are a way of energizing separation so i really am interested in living in that space of what could i not accept if i but knew that everything was gently planned by one who's only Interest is my good, that lesson 135, paragraph 18. So when things come up that I think, oh, I don't like this, I say, it's been gently planned for you, Jennifer, by your own higher Holy Spirit self. So let's accept it and accept the learning and the healing that's in it and share the benefits of that learning and that healing that's in it with everyone because we're one with them. And sometimes it's easier for me to do that than others. And when it's harder, then I know my willingness is not so great. So I really got the strong intuition last year that I would be traveling for a couple of years, traveling frequently. And it's really not my personal preference. My personal preference would really be to largely be in a cabin in the woods or something like that and to be on retreat and to not really be around many people at all and have plenty of time for spiritual practice. Super high-speed internet to make it easy to do all the online things that I do. But um, at this point, I'm not a super social person and I really enjoy the time to deepen my spiritual practice and commune and and also to be in nature but spirits got me traveling and right now i'm in new jersey at my brother's home and there was a time when staying for any real length of time at my brother's home would have brought up 50 triggers a day and it i mean it just used to just un be so unpleasant for me because of my own judging mind but I've healed so much of that. I don't have the anywhere near the level of judgments that I used to have. And I get along well with my brother now. And that's a great gift to me. It seemed uh, for a long time that that would never even be possible. Never even be possible. And now it's not only possible. It's happening. It is my life experience. And where once I would feel disturbed to be visiting my brother and all my judgments coming up and I would just be filled with anger and judgment and resentment and uh, opinions and now like I noticed when I went to bed last night I felt so just sweetly at home and comfortable and so glad to be here just filling the house with prayers and feeling the blessings that are unfolding And it's really joyful making. It's joyful to wake up in the morning before everyone else wakes up and to make prayers while they're sleeping, surround and enfold them with love and gratitude for their precious life. It's wonderful. And I'm not judging almost hardly anything. And when it does come up, because judgments come up for me wherever I am every day, I release them because I've cultivated this great willingness. And there are times when I'm better and faster at it and times when things are very challenging. And all of it is part of the human experience and I have absolutely learned that the path of releasing judgments and opinions is a path of great willingness. 
And it is also the path of the atonement. Because when we're choosing to be willing to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, we're choosing to wake up from the dream of separation. Now, first thing about this willingness to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Oh, actually, I'll just go back to not being homeless. So a number of people invited me to stay in their home and felt shocked and, and uh, I think, upset maybe even or bothered that um, I was without a home. So, again, I'm homeless by choice. And uh, also the less expenses I have, the more I can invest in things to do with my ministry, like finishing up the A Course in Miracles app that I've been working on for so long and things like that. So your donations to the Power of Love Ministry are much appreciated and you can make donations at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseinmiracles.com. And I'm grateful for all those tithes and donations. It helps pay the staff and pay the bills and pay for this radio show and all kinds of things. So your tithes are greatly appreciated. In fact, it would not even be possible to do much of what I do without um, tithes from people all over the world. So thank you. And we are a nonprofit, 501c3, so your donations are tax deductible. But again, I'm not homeless because I can't afford a home or I got kicked out of my home, but Spirit really told me to go and be homeless for a while without my own home. And I'll say to you that last week I was in Italy, I was in Assisi, and then in Rome uh, at the last night. And when I was in Italy preparing to come back, traveling from Assisi to Rome and uh, traveling from Rome to New York, I could feel an energetic of a wishing that I were going to my own home with my own things and my own bed and more than anything else, I think, just to a place of solitude and... um, where I can get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, not disturb anyone in the house. Uh, Because if I get up and get out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning here at my brother's house, uh, the floors are very creaky. He lives in an old, big, old, beautiful house, and uh, the floors are very creaky. And everyone can hear me, so I stay in bed till I hear other people moving. But I know it all serves God. It all serves good. So, But I was just thinking about that. It would be nice to go to my own home for a while. Uh, The last couple of weeks, I've been mostly in hotels uh, and staying with a friend. And uh, just be nice to get out of the suitcases for a while and uh, feel settled in. But that's not the path that I'm intuitively being led and guided to. So... I I gave up that attachment, and I feel at home here in my brother's house, and I'm enjoying that. Now, just pausing here for getting divine direction and guidance. Oh, yes, that's what, what I was being guided to, is the, in the willingness, one of the things that really supports our being able to feel comfortable being ever increasingly more willing is our ability to discern and the the distinction between the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the ego. So let me just say a word about that, which is that most people don't perceive intuition as a voice, as a sound. And I would say to you, that's me too. I receive intuition like everybody else does, four distinctly different ways. And they are clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance, and claircognizance. So claircognizance is clear knowing, clairsentience is clear feeling, clairaudience is clear hearing, and clairvoyance is clear seeing. So those are the four ways we receive intuition. And 
they're all the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is speaking to us 100% of the time. And you know you're listening to the Holy Spirit when you feel more and more joyful. You know you're listening to the ego when you feel more and more upset, bothered, irritated, frustrated, afraid, panicked, confused. So the voice of the Holy Spirit speaks in that still, small voice. It's gentle. It's kind. It has no attitude. It's always simply, like for me, travel, no home, have no home now. And I get an impetus like I got last year, go to Assisi, go to Italy, go to Assisi. And so I said yes to that. I didn't know when that would make sense, but it made sense to go there this month. So I went there. And I'm hosting this retreat in Baja, Mexico, this Living a Course of Miracles retreat, which, by the way, it looks like we're going to have to move the dates. <laughs> we just announced the dates, and now we have to move it. But you see, a healed mind is not planned, and there's the evidence of it. There is the evidence of it. So uh, I told my staff yesterday, we're going to have to move the dates of the retreat. And there was a bit of, what? <laughs> and I was like, yep, that's how spirit works. It's going to be better for uh, reasons that we'll discover. But right now it seems related to the airlines. And I just have learned to trust that when the plans and the situations change, it's for the better, always for the better. And uh, sometimes things have to be blown apart and torn apart and crumble and fall before they can be brought to a greater place of glory and perfection and wholeness. We have to tear things down. And there's a lot of resistance to change when we're identified with the ego. When we're identified with the spirit, change is not such a big deal. So I know for me a great demonstration of my willingness is my willingness to travel and be in an experience of constant change. And to feel at peace in that. To feel safe in that. Because I notice that I do feel safe wherever I go. Pretty much. And if I don't feel safe, I know I'm in judgment. So all of this takes great willingness. Great willingness. Now... You can hear the music. It's time for me to go to a break. I want to share this with you before we go to the break. Chapter 5, Section 2 of the text, The Voice for God. It says, The principle of atonement and the separation began at the same time. When the ego was made, God placed in the mind the call to joy. This call is so strong that the ego always dissolves at its sound. That is why you must choose to hear one of the two voices within you. One you made yourself, and that one is not of God. But the other is given you by God, who asks you only to listen to it. The Holy Spirit is in you in a very literal sense. His is the voice that calls you back to where you were before and will be again. It is possible, even in this world, to hear only that voice and no other. It takes great effort and great willingness to learn. It is the final lesson that I learned, and God's sons are as equal as learners as they are as sons. You are the kingdom of heaven, but you have let the belief in darkness enter your mind, and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. His is the glory before which dissociation falls away and the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. Before the separation, you did not need guidance. You knew as you will know again, but as you do not know now. So we're going to talk more about willingness when I come back from the break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk. 
and we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about willingness. Chapter 5, The Voice for God, Section 2. Paragraph 4, you are the kingdom of heaven, but you have let the belief in darkness enter your mind, and so you need a new light. The Holy Spirit is the radiance that you must let banish the idea of darkness. So we let the Holy Spirit banish the idea of darkness. That tells us a lot, that one sentence. So all we have to do is allow the Holy Spirit. This is why... I'm sure that I got the guidance to uh, the last Living a Course Miracle series that we did. All 16 classes were about allowing the miracle. So we allow the Holy Spirit to shine its radiance to completely obliterate our idea of darkness. So darkness is nothing real. It's an idea. The Holy Spirit is is the glory before which dissociation falls away and the kingdom of heaven breaks through into its own. Remember, we are the kingdom of heaven. So the Holy Spirit's glory will support us in recognizing that we are the kingdom of heaven. Before the separation, you did not need guidance. You knew as you will know again, but as you do not know now. So right now, when we're feeling separate from God and we're identified with the ego, to some degree, we haven't fully accepted the atonement for ourselves, then guidance is necessary for us. And fortunately, we have a guide who's on the job 24-7. It's not even possible for us to be alone, which doesn't mean we can't feel alone. But Jesus tells us in A Course in Miracles, he's always with us. And being alone isn't even possible. The Holy Spirit is always there for us. And then here in paragraph 5, it says, God does not guide. God does not guide. Because God can share only perfect knowledge. Guidance is evaluative because it implies there is a right way and also a wrong way. One to be chosen and the other to be avoided. By choosing one, you give up the other. The choice for the Holy Spirit is the choice for God. God is not in you in a literal sense. You are part of God. When you choose to leave God, God gave you, when you chose, sorry, when you chose to leave God, God gave you a voice to speak for him. Because God could no longer share his knowledge with you without hindrance. Direct communication was broken because you had made another voice. So we made another voice, the ego voice. We've been listening to the ego. But fortunately, we have the Holy Spirit to listen to 100% of the time if we're willing. The Holy Spirit calls you both to remember and to forget. You have chosen to be in a state of opposition in which opposites are possible. As a result, there are choices you must make. In the Holy State, The will is free so that its creative power is unlimited and choice is meaningless. In the holy state, the will is free. We have free will so that its creative power is unlimited and choice is meaningless. Choice is meaningless. Now, right now, choice is so important to us, but... When we wake up, choice is meaningless because there will be no 
thing in our awareness except perfect love. So perfect love will be all that we're choosing. There is no choice. We're just being the perfect love. We're just seeing the perfect love. We're just in the flow of perfect love in the awakened state. So that's why choice is meaningless. There's nothing else to choose but love because love is all that there is. But in our experience of the illusion, there's the appearance of opposites and duality and therefore we have a choice. You see how that works? It's really, really valuable to see how these things work. Freedom to choose is the same power as freedom to create. But its application is different. Choosing depends on a split mind. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. God did not leave his children comfortless, even though they chose to leave him. The voice for God... Sorry, my computer's doing something weird. Um, Choosing depends on a split mind. The Holy Spirit is one way of choosing. God did not leave his children comfortless. Oh, I wanted to share in there, many people call the Holy Spirit the comforter. We've been given this comforter. God did not leave his children comfortless, even though they chose to leave him. The voice they put in their minds was not the voice for God's will, for which the Holy Spirit speaks. The voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds That's the still small voice within. It merely reminds. Reminds us how to choose love. Reminds us how to come back into our right mind. All right. So, one of the things I wanted to share with you uh, today is in the Manual for Teachers, in Chapter 29, Manual for Teachers, uh, which um, is one of, I, I love the Manual for Teachers so much. It's so beautiful. And um, here in paragraph two, in the middle of paragraph two, and chapter 29 in the Manual for Teachers is entitled, As for the Rest, dot, dot, dot. As for the Rest. <sighs> it says, the curriculum is highly individualized and all Aspects are under the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. So a highly individualized curriculum has been laid out for us. And the Holy Spirit is guiding us through every part of the curriculum. Ask and the Holy Spirit will answer. The responsibility is His and He alone is fit to assume it. Now, many people don't feel worthy because they're not committed to being loving and they entertain and value thoughts of lack and attack. So they don't feel worthy of God's goodness. They don't feel worthy of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And many people are afraid, terrified of the guidance of the Holy Spirit terrified of the guidance of the Holy Spirit because they think it's going to make them do things they don't want to do. Now, contemplate that for just a moment. Is there any guidance that you could receive from the Holy Spirit that would unnerve you? So I was speaking at the beginning of the show today that the guidance I got was to leave my home, to have no home, and to be homeless, and to go from place to place, and not to plan way far in advance. And even when I do have plans, to have, of course, no attachment to them. So when plans change, it's all good. It's all good. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything 
was gently planned by one who's only interested in your good. Every circumstance, every situation, every occurrence, gently planned by one who's only interested in your good. So our willingness is to follow that guidance, but many people are terrified that they're going to get guidance to do things they don't want to do. That's why I love Regina Dawn Aker's story about she got the guidance to quit her corporate job and move to Colorado. It terrified her. It absolutely terrified her. I know I've had guidance that terrified me. I'm trying to think what it was now. can't remember, but I know I've gotten it. <laughs> and what was, I ter- what was the source of my terror? Well, I would say with Regina as the perfect example, my guess would be her the that feeling of terror that she had that took her a year to follow the Holy Spirit's guidance, that terror that she had that made her take her to her bed and pull the covers up over her 20 times in the course of that year, that terror, that fear, was the byproduct of judgment. Thinking that she's going to have to give up something that's valuable. But the Holy Spirit never makes us give up anything that's truly valuable. But if we're interested in waking up, the Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us to giving up all attachments. Now, one of the things that I have found so valuable is I don't have to give up the things I enjoy when I notice I have an attachment to them. I can give the attachment to the Holy Spirit. And that, for me, has been a far more effective way of healing. Because just because you give something up doesn't mean you give the attachment up. Oh, my Lord, I've had that experience. So I've learned to release the attachment. And if there's no need for that thing in my life, then the Holy Spirit will simply remove it. Remove it for me. I've experienced that in all kinds of situations and circumstances. All kinds. That that which does not serve me and the path of love will fall away. It will be, sometimes seems to be taken away from me. It will be removed. And I've learned to be so grateful for that. So grateful for that. Because then I don't have to figure out what to let go of and what not to. The Holy Spirit will do it for me. That is great willingness. So many people over the years have come to me and said, oh, I realize I have a terrible attachment in this relationship. And attachments come in all kinds. They come in cravings, they come in grasping, they come in aversions. Hatred, all these different kinds of attachments. All the same thing. But if you give the attachment to the Holy Spirit, it will be healed if you're willing. Doesn't mean you have to give up the relationship, the thing, the activity, or anything like that. Just give up the attachment. How do you give up the attachment? You cultivate that willingness. I'm not interested in that attachment anymore. Holy Spirit, please take it out of my mind so I never think it again. Remember, one of the key things about giving up attachments is all healing is at the level of the mind. So give up the attachment at the level where it is, in the mind. Not in your physical world and experience, but in your mind. That's where the attachment is. Locate it there. Give it to the Holy Spirit. One of the things that I've learned is when you're really energizing the highest and best in each and every moment, the Holy Spirit will guide you to it if you're willing. And you can start to relax. That whoever shows up in your life has been guided to you by the Holy Spirit. There are no random, chaotic, crazy situations and circumstances. There's only God revealing itself. So, going back here to 
chapter 29 in the Manual for Teachers. The curriculum is highly individualized and all aspects are under the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. Ask and the Holy Spirit will answer. So many people don't ask because they don't feel worthy. Many people don't ask because they're afraid of the answer. They're afraid they're going to be asked to do something they don't want to do. Think of the rich young man who went to Jesus and said, Jesus, I'd love to travel with you. You're so awesome. You're so cool. I really am interested in learning everything that you have to teach. Can I go with you? And Jesus said, sure thing. Just give everything you have to the poor and come with me. And what he really, to me, was saying there was, Give up all your attachments. Give up your false identification as a rich young man. Be willing to surrender wholly and completely everything that you think you are, everything that has become a false idol to you. So for me, that's been my experience. It's been a constant experience of surrender and releasing attachments. You know, at first it was painful and now it's joyful. Because every time I give up another attachment, I'm more free. I'm more free. And I feel it. It's palpable. Oh my goodness, yes. So I am so deeply grateful when ever an attachment is presented to me, I move into gratitude. Ah, thank you, Spirit, for showing me. My attachments. Sometimes it's not immediate that I move into that gratitude. But I've learned that I pretty much always get there. And every day I'm surrendering newly discovered or understood attachments. So I'm feeling more and more free every day. And what I notice right now is many people are going through massive bouts of fear and worry and doubt. They're being called to give up their attachments, and they don't want to. They don't want to. So, giving up attachments is a path of freedom. Holding on to them is a path of agony. You choose. Which do you wish for? You want to wake up, or you want to be in a nightmare, and having the Holy Spirit having to... Work harder and harder to shock you and wake you up and get you to choose love, surrender, compassion. Ask and the Holy Spirit will answer. The responsibility is the Holy Spirit's and the Holy Spirit alone is fit to assume it. To do so is the Holy Spirit's function. To refer the questions to the Holy Spirit is yours. Okay, so the Holy Spirit as the function of answering us, we ask for guidance. What's the most loving choice for me here? What is the truth here? How can I be more free? That's our responsibility, to ask for help. And the Holy Spirit has the responsibility to answer us. And I love this. So our function is to ask for assistance, not in changing the things of this world, but we ask for assistance in giving up the attachments we can recognize. We ask for assistance in being more grateful, more humble, more our true identity, releasing all cravings, all emotions. To refer the questions that we have to the Holy Spirit is our function. So the Holy Spirit will perform its function. We perform ours. Yes. Now listen to this. Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? No. The answer is no. Let us not be responsible about that which we don't understand. Let us learn to follow the direction and guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the great news is, is that the Holy Spirit speaks through everyone and everything 24-7. 
And if we're willing to hear, if we have the eyes to hear, then you can't have eyes to hear. No, you have eyes to see. The eyes to see and the ears to hear, then you'll recognize the guidance of the Holy Spirit. But remember, many people are afraid to ask for guidance because they don't want to make a change. They have an attachment. Attachment to the cause of suffering. So there's actually an attachment to suffering. Have you ever noticed that? We'll talk about that when I come back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love, we're walking the talk, and we'll be right back. Are you in a state of change, a period of transition? Perhaps you simply don't know which way to turn, or you want guidance on taking that next step in your personal or professional life. You can activate the power of yes with Reverend Beverly Melander. As a new thought minister and next step counselor, she knows how to listen to where you are and help you get to where you want to be. With 20 plus years of experience, she offers spiritual counseling and affirmative prayer next step counseling for your personal or professional life, as well as resume writing and editing. To learn more about Beverly's counseling services, visit beverlymelander.net. That's Beverly, M O L A N D E R.net. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you are ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. Been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're talk of, talking about cultivating that great willingness so that we can get the hell out of hell <laughs> and recognize heaven is at hand. Yes. And you know what? Heaven is at hand even if you don't believe. I love that. Mm. So grateful for that. One of the things I was thinking about earlier today is I was reading the comments in Facebook for one of my classes. I have a Finding Freedom class. It's my spiritual boot camp class, and you can join it anytime you want. Uh, the classes are uh, audios that you download. There's 50 videos. Uh, there's a 400-page workbook. And then on top of all of that, you get a weekly call with me where you can ask me any question. Uh, and so you can work the curriculum at your own pace, and I'm there to answer your questions every week. And um, uh, the comments and breakthroughs that people are sharing in Finding Freedom right now are just so beautiful. They, they always are. But people get so excited because they start listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. They find that the Finding Freedom curriculum, it gives them permission to really cultivate that great willingness and to give up attachments. So I'll just mention that if you would like my support and assistance while you're cultivating this great willingness and releasing these attachments, my Finding Freedom class is a great way to do it. 
And we have all kinds of payment plans to make it possible for anyone who's willing to join the class and join in our wonderful, loving, inspiring group. And then Finding Freedom, my spiritual boot camp class, it's really about deepening your spiritual practice and accelerating your awakening. So I share with you the things that I do and have done that worked so well for me, have worked so well for so many other people. Uh, many people will do the Finding Freedom curriculum over and over and over again because they just get more and more benefit, as we all do from repetitive spiritual practice and deepening our awareness. And then if you're contemplating taking my year-long Masterful Living class, Finding Freedom is not a prerequisite. Not at all. Uh, you can take Finding Freedom on your own. And people actually in my year-long Masterful Living class will take Finding Freedom at the very same time. So uh, you can do it however you are hearing the guidance of the Holy Spirit too. Uh, my year-long Masterful Living class starts on January 1st. And it's a year-long class. And it is uh, w- enrollment is open until... Um, pretty much the end of March, and then we close it for the rest of the year. So Finding Freedom is a great way to set yourself up for an excellent experience in Masterful Living, but it's not at all necessary. Uh, And I just was struck this morning in reading the comments in Facebook how this stuff works. And there was just so much joy and happiness and gratitude that people were sharing in the Facebook group because they're they're deepening their practice and they're feeling the benefits of it. They're feeling that joy that uh, I was just reading about in Chapter 5, Section 2, The Voice for God. But going back to Chapter 29 in the Manual for Teachers, oh, and by the way, my website is jenniferhadley.com if you're interested in the Finding Freedom. And going back to uh, As for the Rest, Chapter 29 in the Manual for Teachers. So the Holy Spirit's care and guidance is there for us 100% of the time, all of the time, if we're willing. Ask and he will answer. To refer the questions to the Holy Spirit is our function. Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? See, now, if we follow the guidance, which will be that still small voice. Remember, the voice of the Holy Spirit, chapter 5, voice for God says, the voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. It merely reminds. It is compelling only because of what it reminds you of. It brings to your mind the other way, remaining quiet even in the midst of turmoil you may make. The voice, So even in the midst of turmoil we may make, it remains quiet. The voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. Peace is stronger than war. Because it heals. War is division, not increase. No one gains from strife. What profits it a man if he gain the whole world and lose his soul? If you listen to the wrong voice, you have lost sight of your soul. You cannot lose your soul, but you cannot know it. It is therefore lost to you. Until you choose right. How do you know which voice you're listening to? Do you feel peace or do you feel afraid? If you're feeling afraid, you are listening to the voice of the ego. Now it says here, His answers, the the Holy Spirit's answers are always right. Be glad you have a teacher who cannot make a mistake. So would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? Be glad you have a teacher who cannot make a mistake. His answers are always right. Would you say that of yours? Are your answers always right? Are your choices always right? 
Mine aren't, so that's why I choose to listen to the Holy Spirit. There is another advantage, and a very important one, in referring decisions to the Holy Spirit with increasing frequency. Perhaps you've not thought of this aspect, but its centrality is obvious. To follow the Holy Spirit's guidance is to let yourself be absolved of guilt. It is the essence of the atonement. It is the core of the curriculum. The imagined usurping of functions, not your own, is the basis of fear. So, we feel afraid because we're usurping God's role. We're usurping the function of the Holy Spirit. So, ours is not to determine what is the highest and best, but to be guided and led to it. To be willing to follow it. Isn't that so much easier? And you see, it absolves us of all guilt. There's no guilt when we're following divine guidance. We're going to be making the loving choice. And therefore, there's no regret. There's no guilt. There's no blame. There's no shame. Yes. Mm -hmm. The whole world you see reflects your own I'm sorry the whole world you see reflects the illusion that you have been trying to fill the role of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm oh so let us not do that anymore let us allow ourselves to fulfill our function which is to forgive what is forgiveness it is non-judgment So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. Mm. With our hand on our heart, we're deeply and profoundly grateful to open our heart and mind, to ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us right now in everything. We surrender all attachments, all cravings and aversions. We open our mind to true peace, to the loving choice. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Have a magnificent rest of your week. I love you. Mwah.